They say when there's smoke, there's usually fire. But for Kevin Keats and the Wolfpack, we hope it's a controlled fire. You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wolfpack Nation, welcome back to another episode of Locked on Wolfpack. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash college, and when you enter promo code in all caps, Locked on College, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. As always, I'm Grayson Boone. This is Kenton Gibbs, and Kenton, we talked just yesterday about possibly hearing a little bit of smoke surrounding Trey Parker and his arrival on campus. And on Wednesday afternoon, we heard there is a fire. And But how big is this fire? We're going to discuss this today. But Trey Parker put out this statement on Wednesday. I will read this to you. Of course, the, the, the print is a little bit small, so I will read the most important piece of this. Trey Parker says, I have decided to reaffirm my commitment to NC State for the year 2024, electing to continue playing in the overtime elite for another season. I'm prepared to dedicate myself wholeheartedly to becoming the best player, teammate, and role model I can be. I will still be a part of Wolfpack Nation, unquote. Kenton, how do we perceive this? We're... We're losing, I guess, an incoming player for this season in 2023. Mm-hmm. It seemed like some people were expecting this based on the, the rumors that began this week. How big of a deal is this that Trey Parker's now reclassifying to 2024 for Kevin Keats? I, I've talked about this before on this show. I love being right. I love being right. I really, really do. I really do. But there are certain times where being right comes with this downside. And this is one of those moments where I'm like, oh, man. Oh, man. You know, like when I was right about, uh, um, never mind, we're not going to go there today. But there was a recent draft pick who like, I knew he was not going to be very good. And I'm like, oh, that guy's not going to be great. And I was super excited to be right about him, right? His on-the-court performance and injuries have piled up. Off-the-court shenanigans withstanding, also a thing today. But that's another story for another time. The reality is I enjoy being right. This is one of those situations, though, where I was like, knowing that what we knew about the uh, Ryan Forrest situation, I said to myself, some may add up here. Some may add up. And so, you know, to, to now hear the Trey Parker's reclassifying, apparently – at least for sure, I was wrong in terms of the grade situation. You know, you could have still been right in terms of NIL and him saying, well, if I make more at OTE, I'll just stay there. Um, but it's it's a it's a really it's a tough situation. It leaves NC State looking for a, a place for that final scholarship for this year uh, with, you know, such a short time and and having to, in essence, collect a a kind of a player who's still out there right now, and most of the players who are still out there at this moment, 
I mean, they're on the island of misfit toys for the most part, you know? And, and so um, it is, it is one of those situations where you kind of, there's, there's a fire here, but it's not as big as that fire that's in uh, Quebec that, that has New York looking like the aliens are coming to invade. I wouldn't quite say it's that big. I uh, wouldn't quite say it's as big as the California wildfires from this summer, but I'd say, I'd say that this is, this is a nice little controlled burn to clean out the brush. I'll say that. Although NC State didn't intend for this to happen, so it wouldn't exactly be that controlled burn. This is a situation where at the end of the day, I don't think that Trey Parker was figured in to be like, hey, Trey, you're going to be the guy. You're going to be the guy this year. I don't care what anybody says. You have to be the guy. You are going to come in and have the ball in your hands the majority of the time. You're going to take a majority of the shots. We're going to trust you to be our everything right away. I don't think that was what it was supposed to be for him anyway. So I think with this, it hurts. But I think that we can, you know, make this up here. For some of our listeners that are still kind of trying to figure out what the heck is going on with this situation, I want to try and fill in some gaps here. So the Overtime Elite is essentially professional basketball league for high school kids. Mm -hmm. It's just a league that allows some of the top prospects um, in this country and in some cases other countries come over to play in this league. Uh, It just offers them an alternative path to reach the next level for them in basketball, and that could be – the college route, like we're seeing here with Trey Parker, um, they can enter the NBA draft out of this league if they choose to, or they could even go play overseas after playing the overtime elite. But a key portion of this overtime elite is that they are being paid, and they are being paid pretty substantially. The uh, The minimum that each player is making in overtime elite is $100,000. And mm-hmm. these salaries vary based on uh, you know, the type of player, I guess their, their output. Um, I saw some, some of the, the, the bigger names in this league are making anywhere from a hundred thousand dollars to $650,000. So from Trey Parker's perspective here, I can understand why this maybe would be enticing, um, making that amount of money. I don't know exactly what the NIL would shape out to be if he did make it to state, but that's a that's a hefty uh, that's a hefty price tag, especially oh, for an incoming freshman. Um, but you know, as far as the the basketball and the roster aspect, I do think he was looking at you know it's it's a little bit crowded this year. We have a lot of uh, experience coming into the transfers yeah. that we picked up. Um, you know, seven total incoming no eight total uh, incoming players. You know, I guess without Trey Parker now it's, it's seven. seven. Yeah, it's seven without. Mm-hmm. I think he'd be fighting for some minutes, some substantial playing time, and I think that obviously probably weighed into this decision as well. Um, and so I, I do get where he's coming from here. I, I think if if this all works out, um, if he does end up making it to state, I have some thoughts about that as well. I think this could be very beneficial for both parties in that. He gets another year of making a, a big old bag. He gets to continue to refine his skills. And maybe once he comes to NC State, I'll, I'll put an asterisk there, in 2024, maybe he does feel better about his playing situation and he will be able to make a bigger contribution to this team. Of course, I mean, it's it's all variable, but I I, I can understand maybe where he's coming from with this decision. And here's the thing. I'm so let me say this because a lot of listeners say, Oh, I act like I don't ever understand the fans sometimes. 
in this situation, I completely understand fans' apprehensiveness. I completely understand fans being skittish of this and saying, is this another none and done? Because the amount of times that NC State has been burned in the past by, oh, I'm going to come and I'm going to be your guy. I'm going to be the guy for this team for the next two to three years. And then they never step foot on this campus. I understand. Not going to argue that. Not going to play like I don't see how that implication plays out here. And for me personally, I understand how this could very easily be construed as, Either way, brother, if you if you think you can have game, we'll travel. If you think you're a dude, it doesn't matter how crowded the backcourt is. I don't, I'm sure Wonder Bread wasn't the first company to start making bread. I'm sure they weren't. I'm sure that there were other folks selling their bread first. And Wonder said, hey, I can do this better than y'all. I, I, I got something figured out here. I know something that y'all don't. Arizona wasn't the first ones to make iced tea and put it in a the can. They weren't the first. They are the, the 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 last to hold out on that dollar price. That's why we rock with y'all, Arizona. That's why we rock with y'all. But they still went. So I I, I don't, you know, I kind of don't get it. But at the same time, it's like, you know, this young man is doing what he feels like is best for himself and his family. And I'm never going to knock somebody for that. Be it yeah. transferring, be it coming to state, be it whatever the case may be. Do what you feel like is best for you and yours, as long as you do so uh, in a respectful and, and, you know, for the most part, dignified way. I don't have a problem. Yeah, I mean, for everyone feeling immediately uneasy, and I saw a ton of people saying, well, add him to the list. There's no chance he makes it to Raleigh. You know, we haven't exactly been given many scenarios to instill some confidence here that he's going to make it to Raleigh, and I I fully understand that. Um, And so, you know, there's there's an old saying in Tennessee. I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee. that says, fool me once. Shame Shame on you. But fool me four or five times, I'm going to be nervous when you say you're going back to the overtime elite. I think that's how that's I, saying. I think I think we're up to I think we're up to six with Isaiah Miranda, right? We got we got uh, Lequeux, we got Hall, we got Isaiah, we got uh, who else? Who I know I'm missing somebody. Lequeux. If you count Hall. Dillingham, Dillingham. I would. I wouldn't really count Dillingham. He was just a decommit, really. Yeah, he was a decommit. That, that's not exactly the same as like a guy saying like, "Hey, I'm you know, uh, Wolfpack Nation or No Nation or whatever the case may be," and then turns out No Nation was the nation uh, right. for, for him. So a man yeah. without a nation. Exactly. 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 I'm glad you said a man without a nation because Lord knows the actual title there might have got us in a lot of trouble. <laughs> but um, yeah, there's there's a uh, there's there's reason. There's reason. We're, we're not going to sit here and pretend like there's no reason to be uh, worried here. However, what I will say is this, right? Rest your weary hearts and relax your minds, Wolfpack fans, because when you look at what Keats has done overall, yes, Trey was supposed to uh, play a, a big role down the line. And even if he doesn't come like, yes, that hurts overall, sure. But the thing that nobody, I don't think anybody can take away from Keats there are two things that I don't think anybody can take away from Keats at this moment. And things of course can change. You know, if I'm presented with new information that says otherwise, things can change. He runs a clean program and he's going to recruit his tail off. He's going to recruit his tail off. And so with, with that being said, you know, I think we'll be all right here. Yeah, I, I agree. For those two reasons, I think we'll be just fine. Now a That's quick th- word from our sponsors today, bird dogs. Uh, as I mentioned a couple times on here, summer's here, and you got to make sure that you are looking your best, and you can do just that with bird dogs. Their stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look 
And, you know, if you're getting sick of those stiff, restricting cotton shorts, make your way over to Bird Dogs. They're doing incredible things. Go to birddogs.com slash college and enter promo code in all caps, LOCKEDONCOLLEGE, for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash college for a free Yeti-style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you that. So, Kenton, the, the secondary largest news we had on this Wednesday afternoon, it's something that hold personally on, I've on. been waiting before, on for some time. You got something for me? Before before we go there, remember now, if, there, if I know that we're getting the Island of Misfit Toys players, but there is a guard right on down the road who did, you know, ask out of his master letter of intent. <laughs> That'd be something. They're looking for a landing place. You know, a four-star looking for a landing place. Ain't played a lick of college ball yet. No. That would be that'd be an absolute doomsday scenario for a certain town up the road here. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, my favorite coach is Thomas Wilcher. You know what I mean? That's a guy that meant a lot to me. The name <laughs> Wilcher has always meant a lot to me personally. You know, hopefully it can mean a lot to NC State. Uh, and Wolfpack Nation pretty soon here. But I digress. Go ahead, Grace. Yeah, so the uh, – uh, sorry – the, one of the things I've been looking forward to for quite some time as this has continued to grow uh, throughout the rest of the country and becoming legal in several different states, online sports betting is mm. going to be legal in North Carolina in 2024. Um, of course, this has been kind of a long time coming. I know this narrowly missed coming into effect last year in 2022. Um, you know, there were several articles, pieces written on this on why this would be such a good thing for our state. I'm not going to get into the politics of the whole thing. Yeah. Sports betting. We're sports guys. This is huge for sports fans in the state of North Carolina. Um, it's it's huge for the two of us on the show as uh, FanDuel is one of our main sponsors with exactly. the Locked On Network. We've, so we're excited to a, put that had... to good use. Absolutely. We've had prize picks, bet on a lot, multiple betting outlets in the past. And we're excited. We're excited to see who's going to bring in some more because they help us pay the bills. Okay. They're, you know, right now we get paid the little bucks, but hopefully with enough, with enough betting and actional sports coming in, enough folks paying attention to us talking about what bets they should take on a weekly basis. You know, we, me and Grayson will be keeping track of our head to head competition in terms of we're going to pick ACC games and see who's doing the best throughout the year, by the way. So we'll have that on uh on the shows coming up here but you know we're excited about this we're excited there's, there's a lot of content that can come from this decision as well but yeah yeah i mean the the process of this has just been kind of long and drawn out um i know it's it had to go through several different stages with the north carolina senate the north carolina house uh before eventually making it to governor cooper to be signed off on but on june 7th we made it online sports betting will be coming to north carolina uh, next year in 2024, but the reason I wanted to bring this up, Kent, and I thought it'd be fun to kind of look back in the rearview mirror on uh, some NC State moments that would have been very profitable, to say the least. The first of which we have our uh, our, our our most recent, well, not our most recent, but the win that's going to tide us over for a very long time in NC State football. Of course, I'm talking about the end of the regular season against UNC Chapel Hill here in Raleigh 2021, where we were able to score two touchdowns in the last two minutes and 12 seconds 
to legitimately steal a win from the Tar Heels here. Um, just, you know, a couple refresher points here. UNC had a 99.9% probability of winning with those two minutes and 12 seconds left. And uh, they quite literally fumbled the game away to us. We were able to pull that out. Devin Leary throws two touchdowns to Emeka Amezi to run away with the win. Uh, Kenton, I believe you ran some numbers on why uh, that would have been substantial for sports betting at the time. Absolutely. So if you bet on Wolfpack on the money line to win straight up, of course you win this bet, right? The team wins the game, you win the bet. That's how the straight up money line works. Okay, but let's get into some specific numbers that are very important here. Now, if you would have bet on the Wolfpack to cover the spread, this was a five-point spread for the Wolfpack, you would have lost either way there. However, here's the part. Here's the part that's very interesting about this. With two minutes and 12 seconds left, the score to this game was 20 to 30. Now, the under over on the game as a whole was 61 points. Okay. So if you bet the over, you're sitting here thinking to yourself, even if NC State gets the ball back, or even if NC State scores a touchdown here, they score a touchdown, it becomes 27 to 30. That leaves you at 57 points. Now, Grayson, last time I checked, 57 is under. 61 and not over. I, I believe math still works in that way, right? I believe the math does indeed math on that. Okay. However, with the second touchdown, with Emeka Mezzi going up and making defenders look foolish as he had a tendency to do in the red and white, that put the that put the Wolfpack up 34 to 30, of course, but also 34 plus 30, 64 over 61. So this game. If you would have bet the over on this game, this is the ultimate of bad beats, as they would, would say. You would have won twice in the yeah. last two minutes and 12 seconds. You would have been going even crazier than perhaps you already were. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, and and that's that's just one of the moments in NC State history that you look at and you say, hey, if you would have bet on this, you would have made yourself a, a substantial amount of moolah in that moment. Another big one, of course, is Jim Valvano and the 83 Wolfpack basketball team knocking off five slamma jamma, the Houston Cougars mm -hmm. that were the, uh, you know, the world beating favorite to take home the title that year. That is until Derek Wittenberg and the boys knocked him off uh, down in Albuquerque, New Mexico. You know, it was one of the most improbable championship runs of all time, uh, let alone the fourth biggest upset in national championship history. I can't imagine what the payout would have been on this. If you took NC state, maybe to win the title at the beginning of the tournament, but I mean, even just the national championship game itself against Houston, as they were favored, of course, this would have been another monumental win for Wolfpack backers uh, in 1983. Houston were seven and a half point favorites. Um, one and that loss was at that time, I believe. And let me make sure that my numbers are right here. But there, the loss at that time, yep, it was the greatest loss um, in terms of upset in NCAA history and modern era uh, since it since these types of things have been tracked and kept up with. And modern era goes at least as far back as 1966, most likely further back. Um, according to the uh, sports book that that gave us this information here. So this was 
objectively speaking at the time, the greatest upset in NCAA, um, in NCAA championship, basketball championship history. And then another one here, just to touch, I guess, the bases, quite literally. The Pac-9 in 2021, knocking off the number one seeded Arkansas in the Super Regional at Arkansas <laughs> after losing game one by a score of 21 to two. Absolutely. You know, I wish I could go back and look at maybe what the money line was to win the series after that first game, but I have to imagine if you laid the lumber on NC State to run away with that series, you'd probably still be counting your money uh, here two years later. But, you know, just a couple humongous moments that would be, would have been very fun, I guess. You know, maybe NC State fans don't need additional pressure on uh, on many of our games as they uh, they tend to make us go gray at an early age as is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, of course, doing this responsibly – I think sports betting in the state of North Carolina will be extremely entertaining to say the very least. Um, I think it drives interest in these sports because you get more eyes on it because of varying interest, uh, of course, monetarily, but it's just, I think it's an absolute win for sports in North Carolina. I think it's an absolute win for North Carolina, the state as a whole, the revenue that'll get, um, you know, run up from that. I think there's, I mean, of course, several jobs will be created. Of course, this is not a political show, but you get what I'm getting at here. So I think there's going to be a lot of content, you know, not just from sports gambling itself, but content from us on this show. And it's a, it's a lot to be excited about. So in this next segment, go ahead, Ken. and, And let me say this in terms of responsible gambling. Okay. This is a rule of thumb that I always, always, always follow in terms of any auxiliary cash or anything extra that you have to give away or, or bet or, you know, anything like that. If you can't afford to lose it three to four times over and still be comfortable, don't bet it. Don't bet it. If you can't afford to like, oh, man, losing that bet kind of messed up my day. But that's all right. If it's going to mess up your week, if it's going to mess up your year. If you got to explain to your your partner and children, hey, there's not going to be a Christmas um, (laughs) because an 18-year-old missed a shot. (laughs) Don't you do it. Not going to be a Christmas because we missed a 32-yard field goal. Don't you? It was wide left. I'm sorry, son. I'm sorry, daughter. You would have got what you wanted, but it was wide left. I I I don't know what I'm going to do, honey. It was wide left. Don't let that be you. Do this responsibly. Do this with auxiliary cash that you are comfortable with losing. Okay? Yeah, y'all should be happy that that sports betting is bought here now. Now you don't got to worry about, you know, if a bet goes wrong, somebody being outside your house with a baseball bat. Hey, come outside. We just want to talk to you, friend. We just want to. <laughs> you just, you know, prize picks or or, or uh, uh, fan duel or, 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 you know, whoever, whoever your, your betting partner is, they'll just take the money out your account and let that be that. But do this responsibly now. Do this responsibly. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, I mean, if you have enough stress watching NC State athletics as is, maybe just uh, maybe just leave that to to the others. Let, yeah. let them let them deal with that. You just sit back and watch uh, super responsibly, of course. But absolutely. In this third segment, we're going to touch a little bit on uh, the most recent Pac Nine transfers that we've seen uh, since the season has ended. After a quick word from our sponsors. So, Kenton, uh, of course, the the baseball season came to a screeching halt 
this past Sunday. And since Sunday, we've already seen some, I guess, substantial names jump in the transfer portal uh, from this Wolfpack baseball team. Um, you know, we have the list here. I think the the biggest three names that you can pinpoint here are probably Peyton Green, Will Marcy, and then the freshman that didn't get a whole lot of playing time in Michael Gupton. Um, of course, I'll start with Peyton Green. He was very highly touted coming to state. Um, he was just a sophomore this year. Started out as a uh, the starting shortstop both years. Kind of struggled a bit defensively. And so in 2022, he was eventually moved to third base to switch with Josh Hood. This year in 2023, he swapped with Kalei Harrison uh, from short to second. It just, he had a lot of, a, a lot of solid moments, um, especially this year in the non-conference portion of the season, but I don't know. I mean, it just felt like it never really fully came together for Peyton. Um, you know, I, I do hope tongue in cheek that he does figure it out at his next, uh, his next stop. I think he has a lot of talent. Um, it just, you know, I, I think. He, he, he probably came up a little bit short of maybe the expectations we had for him here in Raleigh. Um, of course, Will Marcy, a little bit of a platoon player, probably saw more playing time this year than last. Uh, also a sophomore, had a couple good moments offensively. Defensively was kind of, you know, a little shaky at some points. So we hope Will Marcy can uh, platoon effectively at another stop. And then, as I mentioned, Michael Gupton, who was the number one player in North Carolina uh, that we recruited this past season saw, uh, you know, very limited playing time early in the season. Um, I, I want to say the last time we saw him play was against UVA. Uh, we had, we, he actually had a collision with Trevor Candelaria, which was uh, hectic at the time, but you know, these three guys, the, you hate to see him go, but mm-hmm. The, the element of the transfer portal is that virtually anyone these days is replaceable. And that's for sure. That's, that's the fact of the matter here. So yes, we, we thank them for their contributions here. We, we wish them the best of course, unless it's against us. We hope that doesn't happen, but uh, everyone's replaceable. And to be quite honest with you, I think a little bit of our fresh start for Ava and the staff um, you know, I, I think we're going to see several more names jump in here, but that opens up bigger uh, doors of possibility for more transfers to come in and be dudes. I mean, there's there's going to be several, several names, both in and out uh, of the baseball transfer portal here uh, as the, the postseason winds down. But I think, uh, you know, the the baseball staff, Avent Hart, and Robinson, they're going to have to go out and get it done. They're going to have to maybe trade notes with Keats about uh, how to be successful in the portal, but I, I, I think there's a lot to be uh, excited for uh, in the addition part of the portal for NC State baseball. You know, one of my favorite plays in baseball is is uh, stolen base. That's I love to see a good steal. I mean, ooh, wow, what an exciting play. And uh, I was expecting to see a ton of that out of Michael Gupton over the next few years. I was expecting yep. – for a young man who set a uh, unofficial world record in terms of, uh, I believe, what was it? The it was a sixty. Sixty, yeah. He set the uh, set an unofficial world record in the sixty. Um, this is a young man that I was expecting to see, you know, do 
do really, really great things uh, for NC State. I don't know what his reason for transferring is. Uh, I understand that it could be a situation of like, hey, I wasn't playing a lot my freshman year and I'm ready to go after that. It could be um, a, a multitude of things. Now, I want to speculate about this young man's life and what was going on there. I wish him the best and all the success going forward. But, man, I wish he would have stayed in the red white. You know, I mean, I, I don't think that he quite had – well, I'm not a, I don't think. I know for a fact that he didn't quite have the cachet of a, a Tommy Tanks or anything like that. But I think that he could have had a, a massive impact on this team going forward because when we when you think about speed, yes, you think about stolen bases, but also in the outfield, right? Having a guy that can play, that can – I mean, what, what ball is getting away from him? With, with that type of speed. Unlimited you, range. You get what I'm saying? Like, it, it, I, I tell people all the time, it's it's speed kills in every sport. Slow feet don't eat in any sport. And so having a guy who can move the way he can would have been great for the pack. But, again, I wish him the, the best wherever he goes, and I hope that we can replace him with somebody just as, if not even faster, um, in terms of, of coming up with a replacement for him. But it's, it's sad to see him go, nonetheless. A, a local Raleigh kid – that you know it just didn't work out for whatever reason it's it's really sad to see yeah we we wish them all the best of course but we will be looking forward to who we do get in the portal here uh, as we look forward to 2024 that's gonna do it for us here this week Uh, of course i mentioned last episode that we are reverting back to three episodes a week so this is our third of the week we will see you all next week kenton any final words um, no, no huge words for me. I, I think that this is, you know, again, bet responsibly, please bet responsibly. And Trey Parker, you know, alleged member of Wolfpack Nation uh, going forward. We'll see. We'll see if that actually pans out in 2024. You know, we've been burned by this before. Uh, but again, even with Trey Parker and reclassifying, I wish him all the best. You know what I mean? I hope that he gets all the money that he can make out of OTE. I hope that he ends up in a great situation. I hope he ends up uh, developing and honing his skills a little more um, and and does great things with the pack either way. Um, not judging him, but, you know, I, I hope that we do get him on campus and that this isn't another none-and-done situation. Absolutely. So, folks, as always, on your way out the door and off, off to your weekend, toss us a like, toss us your comments, let us know what you think about the Trey Parker situation. Uh, and also sports betting. Give us some more moments that you would have liked to uh, lay a little lay a little slip on in NC State history. Um, and so let us know what you think. And as always, mash that subscribe button. Tell a friend to tell a friend as we continue to grow this thing. And we will see everybody next week. Go Pack. Go Pack.